Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 99, almost coming up on the century mark here. Just missed it for the Super Bowl edition. That would have been cool, yeah. the, the 100th on the Super Bowl. Um, but a lot of cool stuff coming up later in the season, so that's kind of cool. We got the March Madness on the way, draft, all kinds of cool stuff happening. We got Big Box Steve on the mic, got the Big Smooth, got Fresh Wes. The whole crew here. And of course, this episode, you know, we're in Super Bowl wrap up. Uh, what a day, what a game. Uh, at least uh, we had good food, you know. I mean, yeah. Can't complain about that, right? Yeah, that's great. Mimosas. Mimosas and wings and ribs. Can't go wrong there. But the, the game overall. I mean, you got to, I mean, it was a good game, right? It comes down to the end, goes to overtime. So you can't really fault the game itself because that's kind of what you hope for when you're watching a Super Bowl. You want a good game. Right. Now, how the game played out and and things that happened in the game, not so good. Um, Before we jump into the game, though, let's talk about Super Bowl commercials. These have gone way downhill. I mean, if you guys think about it, how many good commercials did you really see here? Seven million dollars a commercial, keep in mind. Gosh. I missed they said there was a Budweiser Clydesdale one, but I didn't even see it. I didn't see it either. No. I mean, what you had. The Dunkin' Donuts one was funny because you had all those people in it. Of course, Mr. T. That I was looking at the list. They were showing like the top. It was like they put it like at 20 something. I'm like, what? Mr. T? Yeah, they had like the Doritos commercial with the crazy old ladies <laughs> ad. I'm like, this that one was stupid. Mr. T was 20. These people are it was hot. something like that. It was like I was looking for it. I'm like, oh, I mean, this is even wow. What was Schwarzenegger? One. Yeah, I mean, that was good. That one was good, yeah. Joppa, take me to Joppa. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'd call it number one, but it was hard. It's hard because there wasn't that many that were great. I like the Mr. T a lot. I would say that was probably top five. Arnold's top five. I mean, Duncan don't. So the problem with the Duncan one is like, you paid seven million for the spot. How much did you pay for Damon, Affleck, and Brady? Well, Affleck is a spot. It's already there. I mean, he's a, a Dunkin' Donuts sponsor guy. He's already on that payroll. So who knows? <laughs> Plus, maybe they just love Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and JLo forgot JLo was in that too. Right. Oh, yeah. JLo too. And that, that's got to cost. A lot of money. But, you know, kind of outside of, you know, a few commercials, though, on average, it was just, it was hard because part of the Super Bowl had become, you know, hey, they're going to have some good commercials. And I, I just, I don't know. For me, I didn't think it was great last year either. That was, a, that, this is the problem. The problem was, is like, I wasn't, really satisfied with last year and then so i was like do better i i totally spit 
honestly, the last three or four years. I remember one year, and I think it was the Rams and Patriots Super Bowl in 2019. There wasn't one commercial. They all sucked. At least he had a couple that were that were good. They were funny. But I remember one year, they all were – they were all PC. They were all, like, dumb. And then they tried to – they tried to cater to people that were, like, like the millennials. So they did jokes that weren't even funny, like, <laughs> to the average person. Yeah. I mean, there are some good ones this year. There are just some – you know, just like every year. They can't make the commercials like they did in the old days. Everyone will get offended. You know, right? Everyone thinks they're going to get people are going to fit in. I don't think people care, you know? Well, there's a certain part that if, you know, because with social media and those type of things, like the people watching, I probably don't care that much, right? It's the aftermath I think they're mostly worried about. Because yeah. when, when we're watching it, it's funny, it's, it's a good commercial, you know, whatever the case is, but when you start breaking them down and then social media hits them and it hits, you know, X and, and all the different uh, social media platforms, Facebook and things that then you gotta, you gotta face that aftermath. I think that's the bigger problem. I was, uh, what was I just watching? Oh, um, <laughs> Starship Troopers. I mean, you want to talk about like uh, the an old school, non politically correct movie? Like that was great. Well, Verhoeven wanted it to be satire, <laughs> like so it was over the top, right? It, and actually went against everything that uh, Robert Heinlein wanted. You know, wrote the books about, but. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I think I uh, kind of agree with Wes on that part, though, that they write the commercials or they shoot the commercials or whatever. They're really just more focused on, you know, not getting canceled. Yeah. So stupid. So that was pretty disappointing. Halftime show, also pretty disappointing. Well, I don't know if it was Wes or who was it that we were watching it and goes, I didn't realize, I don't know that many usher songs yeah, I, don't are, I mean i realized i didn't know any <laughs> well there's like three or four i knew but i mean it it got saved when Ludacris and little john were in it yeah yeah you, you bring in a, a, a couple guys to it did not get saved when usher took his shirt off <laughs> that was like when it's like come on dude really do you really have to take your is that Okay, is that something he used to do like his concerts? Like, I don't really know. Probably. But it's like, dude, you're 45 years old, dude. Come on. You know, let's just, you know, keep the shirt on. The roller skating part was kind of cool. But another problem with it is I think this happened a couple years ago when they had a massive stage. Like, they could have had a lot cooler stage, but they didn't want to damage the field because it's a grass field. You know, they should have put him on like uh, Peter Pan wires. Just a pink green. You can fly around the stadium. Uh, I don't know. 
get it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it 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 wasn't terrible, but yeah, just it's disappointing when. Why does it have to be that long? They said it was the longest halftime ever. It was pretty long. How? But I lost track of time. I think I was just trying to numb my mind with <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like he doesn't even have that many great songs. You had the yeah. year when it was, you know, Dre and stuff. You could have gone. That could have gone an hour. Right. And we got like a short one there. It's like, really? Yeah. So I guess that some of the things around the Super Bowl for me, which also makes the Super Bowl kind of fun, were a little disappointing this year as well. So. No, the one thing that was cool is when they came out of the tunnel. That that was sick. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty good. Yeah, it looked like like, a... Why did those two teams come out of that tunnel, man? Why can't we have the Lions and, like, the Raiders? (laughs) It was like a a sci-fi, like, like from a sci-fi movie. Yeah, that was pretty sick. So that was that was cool. There were some cool stuff like the Sinatra opening. That was really cool. You know, I thought the production before the game was really good. I just think, of course, we have to do the 50 minutes of, you know what, let's all get along and, you know, and do all this stuff for 50 minutes. And then a game didn't even start to like 345. Yeah, you, well, you got you're in Vegas, you know, you got a lot of stuff you can talk about. Yeah pregame so and then the game so i think we all obviously picked the 49ers chiefs win we all kind of thought what was going to (laughs) happen yeah but you don't want to believe you don't want to believe you want to pick that what you think is the better team and who who's going to win the game uh so overall like when you look at the way the two teams played, I mean San Francisco didn't capitalize on turnovers, a field position. Like there was a lot of things that you look at they what they did as a team where you say, well, I mean, should they have had a bigger lead at halftime? Probably. But it's Steve Wilkes' fault. <laughs> well, I mean. That's that's a tough one, man. That's all over the media right now, all over the the analysts and ESPN, and everybody's talking about that. Uh, that was a big surprise. I think even if you don't think he is ha- the defense played well, and they didn't play well throughout the playoffs, but is that a reason to fire him? Well, it's because Shanahan wants to take it off of him. That's his third Super Bowl that he's had a double-digit lead in that he's lost again the Super Bowl in, and so he wants to make it about oh let's forget that the offense sucked and we threw the ball more we put Purdy in so many terrible situations right yeah is that all that's not necessarily Shanahan's choice though like he he's involved in the choice I'm sure but well, he's not he's not going there and being like I demand Wilkes get fired. Well, it's it's not his guy either. Yeah. He's not one of Shanahan's guys. He was an outside guy. But still, I mean, GM obviously has to be involved in that decision. Right, but a lot of times the coach, you know, says, I don't really gel well with this guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's he's talked with the coach. But 
I don't outside maybe like Belichick. I don't know many coaches that go to being like, hey, this is the way it is. <laughs> well, there's a lot. I mean, think about it. Like Eberflus, it's like, oh, I'm going to save my job and we'll fire Getsy. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches that go out and they fire. They're like, oh, I'm going to fire this guy. That's the reason why we're not doing so well. It happens all the time where they the scapegoat one of the coordinators. Yeah, I'm sure. Usually it's not a Super Bowl team. They're in some kind of meeting, you know, throwing them under the bus for sure. No, it's I mean, when the thing is, is when everyone's talking about for a week about number one, not just what he did in overtime by defer by taking the ball instead of deferring but like players don't know the overtime rules and honestly i started looking up the rule itself and it's i i don't understand it i don't understand what happens after the first overtime it's it second quarter each team gets one possession pretty much so it doesn't matter but if it's a tie, over. it's weird. But if it's a tie after the set, they do another coin toss. That's what it says here. Oh, you know that the whole like, weird. oh, I don't. And it's like, who cares? Stop them, and then you won't have to know what the rules are. Well, it, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, with, with to, that rule, though, you want to, you want them to have the ball first, right? Yeah. So it's okay. silly. It's silly with that rule to take the ball first, I but, think, because the, there's no benefit. But the, the the ridiculous thing is Shanahan comes out that night at the post-game press conference, and he just kind of like hums and haws as well. You know, we went to our analytics team, and they told us we, we want to have the ball third, right? And – but the thing is what the analytics didn't say – about the whole situation is it didn't predict what Kansas city was going to do. And they planned the whole week to go for two. If they got the ball second to win the game. Right. And so nobody knew that. So it still didn't really matter. Well, that's also why you want the ball second, right? Because even if they score, you go down and score two, and then you can go for two. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing, is if they get the ball first, they're going to be more conservative on fourth down. Right. We're not going to go for it like no. Kansas City did because they yeah. knew they had to. Well, you've got to. an extra down. You're four downs. An extra down. Right. On the second one, which is which is that should right there. That should be like you know what? No way. I'm I'm going to defer. Because the four niners stopped them on three downs. Right. Yeah. You know what's interesting. They've been showing the play, the third down play a lot where San Francisco got down and they had the incomplete pass and then they kicked the field goal in overtime. Yeah. I don't think I've seen much of this third down play, but the two, <laughs> so they do kind of, they did kind of like a jet sweep fake almost, you know, like an RPO fake where they're pulling, they pull a guard. When it's obviously not a run, like the, the fake was not even like put it inside and pull it out. It was like he was just running by. So I don't get this play. So one, they pull a guard right there, and the center's supposed to slide. 
center doesn't slide the guard pulls and there's about a four foot opening for chris jones to run right up the middle yeah well no the first down play which is i mean they are torching them on the toss to the left side away from chris jones mccaffrey you know he, he gets them all the way down to the 20 then first down what do they do they run to the right right to chris jones and they lose two yards right i mean they're they have all the momentum in overtime. And then I'm like, why would you run that play on first down? Just toss it to the left. They can't stop right. it. You know, do it until they stop it. But then all of a sudden they run to the right. It's in that play, what you're talking about, I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but it, just the whole play in, in general, it just had no chance. It's like, why do you run those plays when obviously you need a touchdown? The field goal, everyone knew if they just kicked the field goal, you knew it was right. Game over. It was done. Well, and the other dumb thing is, you know, Spagnola is going to blitz. Right. So why do a complicated play action with a guard roll? You know, right. That's, that's what I. That's what I. Why aren't you just in regular protection, right? And then Ayuk's defender falls on the play. He was white, yeah. But Purdy didn't have time to even look right. at him because exactly. Jones had no nobody blocked him. He literally was in the backfield within seconds, yeah. and so he had to just toss the ball away, you know? So if you do regular yeah. blocking there, right, even if Chris Jones swims moves or does something great, he still has time to find IU. Versus, yeah. oh, my gosh, nobody's blocking me. I get to run right up, right through the middle. And you're talking about, you know, B-gap, you know? <laughs> it's like it's not like he's coming from the, the edge. Not, not coming from the edge, yeah. Well, and that's what I've said about Kyle Shanahan so many times. He and people like news people all love him. But you know what? He's like a Josh McDaniels, better than Josh McDaniels. I'm sorry. I don't want to say like, but those offensive mind guys that think they're too smart for, you know, oh, I'm going to be so smart here. No, you're stupid. Just yeah. run a play that's there. Don't be doing weird. Right. So here's and like Wes said. The Here's toss play neutralizes the blitz. I, I got a trivia for you guys. How many holding calls did Kansas zero in three Super Bowls? <laughs> no, they actually had one in 2019, but it wasn't on their line. It was on uh, oh. Byron Pringle. <laughs> so in yeah. three Super Bowls, Bosa was getting held nonstop. Their line and that was ridiculous. Three, three Super Bowls, their line had didn't have a single holding call. That's bizarre. That That's, is bizarre. I will say though, there weren't a lot of flags called in the Super Bowl though. Well, there's yeah. there was six. Each team had six. Yeah, I mean there were there was there was way less last year. It wasn't terrible, you know. It was six six penalties. But it's still weird that you have no holding calls, you know. And then it, in this game for sure. Like, I'd have to go back and watch tape on the other two games because, you know, I don't remember them as well, obviously, because this one just happened. And that's all over. Even sports analysts, you know, are calling it out, right? People are watching tape, talking about it, and they're like, well, here's a hold, here's a hold, here's a hold. Why are none of these getting called? Bosa talked about it before the Super Bowl. Right. He said that the Chiefs don't get holding calls called against them even though they hold nonstop. And it's true. Well, they do. They were they were one of the top penalized in the league. It's just that it's just not in the playoffs. 
That's that's yeah. what's weird. It's like, how can you be a top five penalized team? The two tackles are two of the top penalized tackles over the whole season until they get to the playoffs and then no calls. Well, maybe there's not a script, but, you know, the playoffs could be rigged. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It it was it, like I was saying during the game, man, if it, you you can't write a better script, right? Like if you were writing it, like you did a good job. Well, you kind of predicted the last five minutes in the overtime. Remember, you kept saying it. Because <laughs> that's that's how you want the game to finish, right? Like if you're yeah. – it's like a movie. How many movies do we watch when we're like, hey, I know what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was um, off topic, but I was watching the, this year's Royal Rumble, and it was in the very end, and Caitlin was coming downstairs, so she's like, oh, how long? And I'm like, don't worry. This is he's gonna go for his finishing move. The other guy's gonna reverse it, toss him over, and win the Royal Rumble. Literally two seconds later, that's exactly what right. happened. And I'm like, okay, that's over now, so we can watch something else. Yeah, because they're both sports entertainment companies, right? The NFL yeah. and the WWE are the, the only two sports entertainment And, and if you've watched enough of them, you know those what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, they're hitting it hard. Like, I don't know. If you guys watch some of these off shows, I mean, Wes, you were talking about you watch, listen to Rome and guys like that, where they they're talking about some of this. Where over the years, a lot of people have come out and not necessarily scripted as WWE scripted, but talking about like, hey, the refs are paid. You know, certain things were happening in these, and uh, there's a lot of like people have come out over the years to talk about this. Well. Hello, us Raider fans have known that for years. Um, Al Davis sued the NFL. Right. Then we got a bunch of weird penalties go against us. Most penalized team ever <laughs> in each year. It's like, hmm. Yeah. The tuck rule. Like, who, what referee umpire has memorized the tuck rule? <laughs> right? Come on. Yeah, but then it has to happen, though, too. It has to happen. In the freaking snow. In the snow, <laughs> like like all like that's a lot of like things where like they were talking about uh one of the first ones to come out was uh the Colts. Was it the Colts and the Jets? Yeah, Super Bowl three. Was that's where Unitas didn't play, the backup played through like right. a bunch of interceptions. Yeah, that one's really that's really there's a lot of stuff in that. Yeah, so that was like the first one, and, and this guy, one of the guys came out, and he was on somebody's show, and like, oh, is uh, what's his name? Uh, Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith, yeah. He's the one that came out and said yeah. that. And they're like, did you know? And he's like, he's like, yeah, about halfway through the game, I knew. Yeah. And then he like got in a fight with the dude at like the after party for throwing the game. <laughs> And they kicked oh, him he out. Got in fight. He got in a fight with Moral after the game. So the dude Moral's out there like dancing on the dance floor, celebrating on the at the on the after party. And he's all Bubba Smith's all mad because they lost. And he's like, this dude's out there dancing. So I went out and tackled him. <laughs> and then they kicked me out. Well, that that game, that game's bad, but what's the one that's even worse, I think, is Super Bowl Five. 
we're not i'm not going to talk about a lot about this today because i'm still watching i've watched the whole thing maybe five times they could the last two minutes of the game has disappeared off the earth you can't find it anywhere nbc doesn't have it nfl films the highlights they cut it out basically and put like different things in there to make up the last part of the game until the very end, end touchdown there's all sorts of stuff in that one that's really weird and that's mostly the refs the refs basically botched the game we were talking about this the other day you know one of the guys i work with he was like hey you know what do you think is it scripted and i was like you know i played a lot of football and and it would be too hard to script yeah in the sense of what you, you think scripting is but could you pay refs? Like, could refs be involved? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here, the weird thing, the remember He's... the Kelsey play where he had the 27 yards on the final drive of regulation? Oh, yeah. So when... someone, someone broke down that, the San Francisco's defense on that. And he's like, this is so bizarre because San Francisco's a zone defense, right? And here, it's third and seven like one of the most important plays of the game, they're playing man, straight up man, right? And that's perfect for the for that kind of mesh play. So they ran that mesh play while San Francisco is just playing straight up man. And the dude couldn't believe it when he's – because this guy breaks – he's on Colin Cowards. He breaks down like all the games. He breaks up all the details. He's like, I can't believe they ran man here. It's so stupid. On third and seven, you know, and Kelsey got that 27-yard right. – yeah, and it's just like so. Ridiculous. Oh, that's why Steve like, Wilkes got fired. Yeah, huh? I mean, now, well, now you know why Wilkes got fired. He's running well, man. <laughs> but, but here, you're playing zone for most of the game in an important situation like that. Right. You start playing man. Well, I mean, in high, like hindsight, yeah, it's bad. But think about it: if they've been playing zone most of the game, they're game planning for a zone when they make the play call. Right. right? It's like it's like uh, the Ravens though running. You know, not running the ball. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking one play, not the whole game. Yeah, yeah. If the the Niners are when I'm, we're going to go man the entire game. That would be one thing. Right, I'm just saying that people like the coordinators do different things, like weird things sometimes. Where it's like I don't know if you remember the Tampa Bay Rams when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Their playoff game came down to the end, and Cooper Cup had the big like 40 yard catch. Right at the end of the game, where they were in cover zero, Tampa was in cover zero. Yeah, cover <laughs> and zero. And you're like, yeah. "What are you doing?" <laughs> and your cover what zero happens you to doing? be and your safety trying to cover Cooper Cup on a on a streak. Well, just yeah. like it's just like man coverage on Travis Kelsey. You're you're <laughs> an idiot. He's going to go to Kelsey. He has no one else to go to that he depends on. You know well, he's going to Kelsey there, especially if you're in man. Well, it wouldn't have made a difference. It would have been okay if if Greenlaw doesn't get hurt. Well, because yeah, Greenlaw would have been yeah, on it. You would think Greenlaw could do a better job than their backup for sure. I mean that that hurt them obviously from the beginning. I mean, losing Greenlaw is a big loss for them, especially that early in the game. But a lot. The, okay, back to Shanahan. More Shanahan. What people are complaining a lot about is here. You know, Purdy throws for he throws forty. You know, throws forty passes, double the amount of runs they have to McCaffrey. And you know, yeah, I still think he had twenty two runs, right? Twenty three runs. Yeah, he should have had forty. But right. but he, I mean, he touched the ball another 
10 yeah. times, right? So over 30 touches. That's not it's not like they didn't get him the ball. Well, You're the right. only thing That's I had is they ran the ball on first down all the like religiously. And then half the time McCaffrey gets stopped. So you'd have Purdy in second and long, third yeah. and long. And no, that's what him. he puts Purdy in a bad situation. They put him in yeah, a lot of bad situations. Purdy's not good. Mahomes. He's good, but he's not Mahomes. He so you can't put him in those situations. He did good on what Shannon made the adjustment on because they stopped the run in the second quarter. McCaffrey couldn't get off. And then he's like, all right, we're going to start doing the – we're doing the pitch play. We're doing the toss. And that worked for a while. But it seemed like to me in the fourth quarter that – McCaffrey was kind of hurt, but he oh, was playing yeah. through. He definitely he, was he banged that, up. He had that work on his face like he was hurting. Yeah, he but was he playing through it. Through it. Yeah. The, I mean, and I think what you're – when, you know, Derby say they put him in bad positions, is that's exactly what happened, like, the whole game. And you know, like you said earlier, Spagnuolo is going to bring pressure. So the last thing you want is Purdy in third and long with pressure – you know, and yeah. then their third down plays were kind of a mystery to me too. Like the things they were doing on third down, throw some screens. You know, like get get some your guys in open space. Well, here's the big one: George Kittle, two catches, right. four, four yards. Yep. Really? You're talking about oh, we don't leave Kelsey like you know, but it's okay the to do that to Kittle because they didn't even throw it to him. Right, you got to have plays designed for Kittle, especially yeah. with Kansas City's defense. Right, they don't really have a defense set up to guard Kittle, but yet if you don't draw a plays for him, you don't throw him the ball, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he was only targeted three times. Right, Debo. 11 times, yeah. three catches. Well, they kept trying that same, you know, you, you know what Debo's going to, you're going to throw those quick, you know, flats to him or, you know, where he, the Jets, things like that, circle you know, it's route, like circle routes, all those. You got to, if you're going to throw that many times to Debo, they got to be different patterns, right? You got to like let him stretch the field. Let him run a streak because they're not expecting it. Yeah. But yeah, they, they're a whole offense just. It, well, and then if McCaffrey's hurt, put Debo back there then and let him do this sweeps. Right. Well, I right? mean, you got a good backup running back. You know, Mitchell. Yeah, I know. Nothing Mitchell, wrong with Mitchell. Mitchell playing okay. And then um, he didn't play enough. Right. Yeah. And you know who didn't get the ball enough? Who should have? The MV, real MVP, <laughs> Jenny. Juan Jennings, should have got the yeah. ball. Let's give him the ball. He only had so, five targets. He was four for 42 yards and a touchdown. So then what What did Kansas City do well that allowed them to win this game? Like, we're breaking down a lot of San Francisco stuff, but let's talk about the Chiefs for a second. Well, I think it all comes down to Spagnola, <laughs> the guy that stopped Brady's undefeated season is also the genius behind this because he made Shanahan look pedestrian out there on that offense. I mean, what you had two turnovers that ended up with zero points from those, right? From the Niners. Yeah. Well, that's an offensive problem still. 
But I guess what you're saying is then Spagnola, his defense came in, came comes in and shuts him down after the turnovers. Yeah. Uh, but they they moved the ball, especially in the second half, right? They scored what on almost every drive in the second half, with at least a field goal, because they only had three points in the first half, and so most of their drives in the second half they got brought points out of. And Kansas Kansas City scored ten points in the third quarter. They scored six points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so field goal. But remember, the touchdown was because of the muffed punt, and then they, they scored on the next play, which they were inside the yeah. 20. Yeah, that one was too. Uh... So th- if you think about that, I mean, the scantlies. They only <laughs> gave up, he only gave up field goals besides that until the right. last touchdown. Yeah. So when this, so that's where I'm like, okay, so Will, it's Wilkes's problem, but he held Kansas City to field goals the entire game. Yeah. Besides a red zone touchdown that wasn't really on the defense, and then the last overtime touchdown when they were exhausted. Yeah, they're getting tired. Well, offensively, yeah. though, I mean, even a field goal means you had to move the ball, right? And so you yeah. got like Kansas City's offense. Kelsey, I think, what had about 90 yards or so. Um, he had a uh, yeah, 93. Didn't seem like Pacheco was, was going crazy, but he was efficient. Yeah, he had 59 yards. Right. So yeah, it's just that's just an average game at best. Mahomes Mahomes, Mahomes had 66 yards rushing. Yeah, that, that hurt them a lot, right? I mean, that's yeah. but that man, and Mahomes is so tough. Um on that scramble because his aren't you don't it's not like he's any type of design run or anything he's just escaping the pocket and just getting away yeah so i mean you got to give a little credit i suppose to kansas city's offense even though they came away with a lot of field goals it means they're still moving the ball a little bit The last drive was it was ugly. They were just I mean you that when they started moving the ball, you you knew it was over. But they did stop them, but since they had the fourth down, right? They got that. And you can't give them a home's chance to get fourth downs. And that's what happened. Is if what we said earlier, if Shanahan would have been smart, he would have deferred. Had Kansas City go down first, then they would have kicked a field goal, right? Because they're well, not going to. Even if they score, then you get to go for it on fourth down, right? Instead exactly. of having to kick the field goal like they did. So, in that case, right when they when San Francisco kicks the field goal, like why don't maybe should they have just went for it? Wasn't it oh? Wasn't it like a? It was like four to four. It's like third and four. Third, I think. I think it's about third and four. Was it? It's kind of hard to go for in that situation. I mean, then I mean you're just okay. Patrick Mahomes just needs a field goal. Then no, he should have just deferred it. That would have made everything more, you know. Yeah, it was fourth and four from the nine. 
Right. But so if you don't get it, they have the ball in the nine. Right. Wow. Yeah, I would have gone for it. But they also. Dan Campbell would have gone for it. Right. But then I say, I said at the, I didn't say, but at the Super Bowl before, I was saying that Shanahan's one of the most conservative conservative coaches on fourth down. Well, and even though Moody, you know, kicks a, a record field goal that gets broken, he still lost the game, right? Yeah, the extra point. That's when they miss the extra point there. That's how you, that's like game changing because when you go from four, that four points to three points, it just makes all the difference, you know? I mean, what are the odds? That he misses the field goal or extra point. No. That's pretty pretty low odds. Especially when it's a four-point, what could have made a four-point game. Like, you couldn't miss a more important extra point in your life. <laughs> of all the extra points Jake Moody's kicked up to this point and is ever going to kick, the most important one of his life he missed. Right. Because then we would have had an all-time ending because Mahomes would have had to go for it on fourth down right. instead of kicking the field goal at the very end of the game. Right. overtime. That's just odd. That's odd, too. Almost makes you feel like, man, if they really want you to watch this game. Um, overall, uh, I just, you know, it's outside of, you know, I want to say it's scripted or whatever. It was a good game. I think Kansas City definitely outcoached San Francisco. I think San Francisco had the better players. They played well enough to win the game, but overall coaching mistakes really cost them the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Ray Ray McLeod fumble was that, but- that, that hurt. That wasn't a Ray Ray McLeod fumble. So if you watch it again, it hits the upper man's leg. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, yeah. It's, so it's not it all, it's not his fault necessarily, but. But that he should have dove on it. Yeah. That play um, changed the game big time. And then the Moody extra point. But overall, I think San Francisco players, on average, you know, they played a better game, played well enough to win the game, but there was some definite difference in the coaching between the two teams and at that time you know i mean the real mvp is probably spagnola yeah yeah which is why he got an extension yeah well he's as an assistant has the most super bowl wins as an assistant i guess right yeah so that was uh Wraps up the year, though. Not the team that, uh, even when the playoffs started, you know, Kansas City's dangerous, but still not the team that I thought would would come out winning the Super Bowl here. Last team to beat the Chiefs for the Raiders on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, did you hear, uh, I think it's Andy Reid, who was like, thank the Raiders. Yeah, because the Raiders did. They put a whooping on That's them. That's what he said. He's like, he's like, he's like, man, uh, you know, I really, you know, because they were in Vegas, Las Vegas still. And he was like, yeah, I really just love it, you know, that we're in Vegas because I had to thank the Raiders for just 
beating us up because it really uh, put us on the right path. <laughs> Although, you know, I mean, geez, obviously you don't believe in Dallas, but you'd think Dallas was there as a favorite. 49ers, obviously a favorite. Ravens, Bills. You're just you're just naming off all the favorites for next year because that's basically what they are. It's basically the same, all the same teams. You think so? I mean, that's kind of a. I mean, we well, just... I've I've seen I, I've I've seen a couple of lines. Um, San Francisco is actually the favorite around plus five hundred or plus three hundred, and then five hundred Kansas City. Um. Cowboys are plus fifteen hundred and Bills are plus eight hundred. Just it's basically the same. So, Bills, Detroit choke artists, Ravens choke artists, Cowboys choke artists. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just going to be Niners Chiefs again, and then Chiefs will win again because Reed will outcoach Shanahan. <laughs> so you know, think about the the season now, like outside of Super Bowl. You know, what teams, you know, made moves? What teams look like they can compete next year? I mean, is there anything outside of just saying, well, Chiefs 49ers again? Are there any other teams that made moves this year or looking like they, you know, progress? Lions. Without a few boneheaded plays by um, Campbell, they were going to be in the Super Bowl, right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. So the Lions, I mean, that's a team to look at next year as a potential competitor. But I think I think the Chiefs, if they do have a kryptonite, it is the Bengals. The they have, the Bengals have beat them three out of the last four meetings, beat them a couple times in the playoffs. Um I think if Joe Burrow, it depends on if how that wrist heals, how it's healing. Um and if they can keep T. Higgins, if they lose T. Higgins, I think that really hurts them. I think they they're going to franchise them. They're yeah. going to franchise them? Yeah. They're going to almost have to. They can't lose T. Higgins. The, T. Higgins is important. The tough uh, part for the Bengals is their division. You know, it's like you get beat up all year, and then you got to go in the playoffs, you know, and especially with the way the Browns are turning around. Steelers for some reason just continue to play well. Play and well then obviously that. the Ravens, you know, but, are gonna bright be there again next year. So that's the tough part for the Bengals is like playing in such a black and blue division. I I, I think the Browns need to rethink about the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I don't even think he's that good. Well I think I think he basically hurts them next year. They and have then, to roll with them, though. They gave up way too they much. Got, yeah, they're paying them fifteen they're million a year, stupid. something like that. They're absolutely dumb. Like, and it screwed up the whole market too. But yeah, you're paying that much money for the guy, and he doesn't even look like half the player he was. Well, when he was time off, dude. Time off always hurts, guys. Oh, he's had a, he's had enough time to figure it out, and it seems like he didn't. I mean, he's. He just doesn't seem like the same player. Right. Well, look at Le'Veon Bell, right? When he came back, right, shelve himself. Yeah. But now we're going to look at his, you know, franchise quarterback blockbuster trades. 
Oh, two in a row now that have completely been wrong. Screw right. with the Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Well, I was looking at, I kind of broke down all the quarterbacks this year, starting quarterbacks into solid starter, solid starter, or question marks, and the team doesn't have a quarterback. And the NFC, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. Well, let's start with teams that don't have a quarterback. What do we got there? Well, AFC, I think, has four. And that's, that's of course, the Raiders, um, the Broncos, um, Patriots, the Patriots, and uh, Titans. South, the what? Titans. Titans, Titans is Titans. a tough position. The tight, yeah, it, it's about four. It's about four. Uh, I would say though, there's a lot of question marks in the AFC. The Levis, I, Levis, and O'Connell could be just question. I mean, yeah. I mean, O'Connell went five and four, and he had better numbers than Bryce Young. But yeah, they're going to roll with Levis next year. I mean, he did play well enough. He's got a cannon for an arm. Um. They're definitely going to roll with them, but that's question mark. I think. Yeah, two I mean, you can move them into question marks, but Denver has to do something. It seems like, even though they still can keep, they could definitely keep Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, but I think he's done with them, right? Right. Well, I mean, they, after they had their talks, everything like that, and it's funny because Peyton kind of backtracked. I yeah. think they probably start getting into like cap stuff and and pay and stuff. And he's like, "Wait a minute." Well, NFLPA too. Yeah. Oh, their their cap is their cap is ridiculous. I mean, they're like, you know, minus twenty five million. They're twenty eight in the league. I mean, they have zero cap space. So the Patriots, though, Patriots really have to do something, right? Patriots, because Jets, oh, you got Aaron Rodgers for another year. Potentially, right? He Aaron Rodgers coming back to uh and Josh Allen. So that that one's all three of them. So it's just the Patriots there. I think Trevor Lawrence is trade bait. Um I think Herbert's safe, but you know what? Herbert didn't play very well last year. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. And Harbaugh, he's not Harbaugh going anywhere. A ton of money. Especially with Harbaugh, but Harbaugh really good. likes him. No, oh, yeah, they got to keep them. I mean, the thing yeah. is, there's just a lack of quarterback talent in the NFL. You've got so many retreads. And this idea that, you know, Minnesota's got the 11th pick in the draft and they're not going to draft a quarterback, they're stupid. Because Kirk Cousins is not the answer. He's no, probably not he's... even the team. Yeah. Well, what about Pittsburgh? Like, Pittsburgh's got to do something, right? Well, they're, they're positioning themselves to do something. I just don't you can't. Know. Are you you can't roll another year with Pickett? That's the only quarterback they have left now because I think Rudolph's a free agent and they yeah. released Trubisky. So, right. yeah. So I mean, but is that that's not your game plan though, right? Are you are you sitting in the box like if you're if you're the GM and the coach of Pittsburgh right now? Are you sitting down saying, let's let's build around Pickett? Hey, they, he's a twentieth pick. He's a first round twentieth pick, and they reached for him. This is their guy, and I think sometimes 
these owners are like, we're going to look like ass if we if we sit there and unload this guy when we wasted a first round pick on him. So well, they, they might already another year with them, but they're going to bring in somebody else. There's speculation for Wilson or Fields to Pittsburgh right now. I was thinking more of Russell Wilson than Fields, but it's just safer, you know. I don't know if Fields would, you know, they don't have quite the setup. They're not really a quarterback-friendly organization, you know. I think Cousins would be perfect for the Steelers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Right, but that's short-term. That's not a long-term fix, though. Well, the, the, the thing is, I think they want to win now. I think they think they can win now. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing we said before. Unless you're picking in the top three, yeah. you're kind of screwed on quarterbacks here. Yeah. Because then you're going to be reaching for either Knicks, Penix, McCarthy. Well, I mean, comparatively, let's say, I mean, we just said Pickett went as a 20 overall pick in the first round. Would you rather have Knicks, McCarthy, or Penix for that number 20 or Cody Pickett? Yeah, but I don't think any of them no. are going to last till 20. That's no, I, I, I would I would rather have – well, I don't know. It's hard. you got to see more McCarthy. I mean, he's actually gone up the board here. I mean, it's – you get some teams like he's around 24. You get some boards saying he's in the teens. Like he's jumping Bo Nix, you know. It's it's just he's I don't know. So it doesn't I feel like that there's more question marks in the NFC then because as I'm thinking about yeah. these AFC quarterbacks, even the ones that could be pushed into question marks like O'Connell or yeah. Levis, because you don't know yet, right? They're still young, you know, untested, you know, guys. So they still could be your guy. But when you look over at the NFC. Well, I'll tell I'll tell you what I have here as three quarterbacks that are solid, that they're they're gonna be your starters. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's gonna be Jalen Hurts. That's gonna be Jared Goff. And um that's going to be uh Jordan Love. And uh jo- and Purdy. What about Dak? He's he's a question mark. I mean, shoot, they never thought about unloading him this year. You got like second in MVP voting. I know, but the problem is he doesn't play for Jacksonville. He plays for right. Dallas, and then he lost in the first yeah. round. And but yeah. they're talking about signing him to the biggest contract ever. And they're going to have to do an extension on him. And I don't think anybody really wants to, but you almost have to if you're going to continue this. They're gonna have to extend him and um, well if you're the let's say you're the Dallas GM, are you are you ex- rolling with Dak? Are you gonna extend him to the biggest contract ever? No, oh, I would I would never I would never extend him. I would say, you know what? Uh you got one year to win a Super Bowl. And it's gonna be next year. If you don't do it, that's it, dude. That you can't extend him. It's ridiculous to extend him. He, he a lot of it's not his fault because you're asking the guy, there's way too much media pressure. There's way too many bad memories. 
in his head to ask him to go out to win football games in the playoffs without really a, an established running game. They're going to need a they're going to need a, a a hog running back. They need to do something, whether get Derrick Henry or get someone that is going to take the pressure off of him. If you're just going to ask him to go out there and win a Super Bowl by himself, it's idiotic. He just doesn't have that in him. Does he have ability? Yeah, he's 36 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year. Most most touchdown passes by a, a Cowboy quarterback since 1973 in Roger Staubach. I mean, yeah, he had a great year until the playoffs came. Problem so. is, Wes, they've already gone down that road before. Remember when they like didn't extend him when they could, and then he had this great season and screwed them out of like 20 more million a year. So I don't yeah. think they're going to want to do that again. Well, I mean, you that's... extend him now, though. You're keep you're 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 buying into Dak for a long time, right? Yeah. You wait a year and he puts up the same numbers he did this year, then you're paying even more. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, but then if you lose again in the, in the first round of the playoffs, like, who cares? Like, just let him go. It's okay. They'll get Belichick then. <laughs> They're going to yeah, do what Dallas, they should have done this year. Dallas needs, you know, I'm not, I like Tony Pollard as a as a utility back. He's not, he's not an every down back. They they really do need an every down back. Yeah, they do. It's they have like, more holes. Dallas has more holes than people realize. And a lot of their, you know, their line isn't is getting a couple of them are getting older, but yeah, they need to show up the middle of their defense. They yeah. Need, they need an inside linebacker. They you know they they were getting killed. I mean, the, the Packers just torched them up the middle. So what about what about Philly next year? Like what what about this downfall of the Eagles? I mean, they just kind of spiraled. Didn't you know it was the offensive coordinator's fault? So right. they fired. <laughs> it's well, not the they, coach's fault. It was the offensive coordinator's fault. Do they just bounce back next year? Is this not like if you're again if you're Philly GM, are you not worried? Are you you thinking your team's going to come right back next year and be back as a Super Bowl contender? I, I, yeah. I don't know. They have the talent, right? They have a lot of talent on their team. They got enough talent on the team. I think they just need they need to fill some holes and maybe get it, you know, get another back. You know, get just kind of just – Fill some holes. I think they'll be fine just because I think you're still only competing with Dallas in that division. You know, I, I think there, you know, teams that lose the Super Bowl and come back the next year, they struggle the next season. And I think they kind of hit a wall and it's just kind of snowballed on them. I, I don't, I think they just got way too much talent. And they'll add talent in the draft at the right places that they'll be fine. Or am I saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they should get to the playoffs next year. That shouldn't be because I still don't think there's very many great teams in the NFC. If they don't make the playoffs next year, uh, what's his face is gone. I, I already forgot his name. I don't, even, I, it's just, 
Their coach? Yeah, he's gone. They don't make the playoffs next year. He's gone. Hmm. So, oh, they're they gonna fire. They're talking about they, the Philly fans wanted him gone this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean they had it took about a week. They had these meetings with the owners, and they're like, "Well, you know, we'll give you know it's no, it's it's not a problem, you know." But imagine Grable with that team, though, right? You need a. I think you need a defensive minded coach with that team. Because yeah. that defense could be special, especially if you went out in the offseason, got maybe a free agent or two, a couple rookies in the draft, in your secondary, you know, a couple yeah, backup linebackers. Like that defense could be phenomenal. Um, kind of jumping over to the another division there in FC, what about the, the Seahawks? Like what do the Seahawks need to do at quarterback here? You can't you can't keep riding Gino, right? No, they are. They are going to, but I'm sure they're looking at other options as far as I heard someone bring up Fields today, which I don't know how that would really work. But um, so what do you expect? Them? Do you expect them to go get someone in the draft to back him up, or do you, do you think they they think he's got another two three years? They got Drew Locke, man. He's done. He was, that's he's still that's right. what that's your solution. Like Gino's old or hurt, and we got Drew Lock. Drew Lock came in and won a you know game for them. Dude, you need the best quarterback coach of all time to work with Drew Lock, and you know what? It might work because he has a cannon for an arm. He, but he's like Jay Cutler, dude. He's like a B to Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was better. But he does have a good arm. He does make some nice throws at times. He just throws three interceptions in the preseason, which I don't even know how you can do such a thing. In the first half. He just yeah, he back. If I'm if I'm in Seattle, put myself in that position, I'm I'm not happy with either of those guys. No. Like I need to do some I think Seattle needs to do something either in free agency or the draft to figure out what they're going to do for the next few years, at least at quarterback. Cause you've got talent on that team right now that can compete. I mean, there's another place that's not a bad option for Kirk cousins. You no. Know? cousins going to make a lot of money this off season. <laughs> You're going to get the old man that just what tore his uh, ACL. <laughs> Well, uh, I think, uh, you know, Rams are good with Stafford. Uh, Stafford, yeah, that's fine. Arizona's got to still roll with Kyler, right? I don't yeah. think they can make a change. Yeah. Because they can get Marvin Harrison. They should get Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I Unless something happens, but. Either that or they get Malik Neighbors, right? So Yeah, they either way, they're him. adding a really good receiver. Yeah. Um, and they didn't play bad once he came back. Yeah. Well, they didn't play bad all season. There's always really. a they, even the games they lost, they were in most of their games. You know, they beat Dallas early in the season. Question mark they, with him about his his is he all in or not? I mean, he is playing for the Cardinals here. 
I mean, I can't blame him if I'm like, you know, I'm kind of going through the motions half the season because I'm playing for the Cardinals. You know, that's I'm just saying there's a question mark there. With Kyler, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just well, his motivation's always been question mark. I mean, but can you imagine, you know, you were talking about Tua, you know, Tua's and Tua's good, but limitations with Tua. I just don't think he scrambles well. He doesn't throw on the wall. He has to be at in the perfect situation to it. And then he's he's really good. But he's not elite. And I, I think I think they're look I saw a draft board where they're the Dolphins are looking at Penix late in the first round. And maybe it's he's a backup, that, you know. I mean case Tua dies. Well, they or have something. to pay Tua. Yeah, yeah they get paid. Yeah, that's another problem too, you know. Do you pay him? Like can you imagine Kyler Murray on the Dolphins with 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 Tyree Kill? With yeah. Waddle? I don't do know though, because with, with McDaniel though, I think he wants a point guard that just distributes fast. True. Right. Yeah. But he need I think he needs I think he needs Sounds like play. another spot for cousins. <laughs> oh, I did. No. <laughs> No. Cousins is going everywhere, dude. I don't see Cousins in South Beach, dude. That's an oxymoron. Have you seen him though with his gold chain and shirtless? Come on, man, dude. Yeah, dude, you gotta I watch saw out. that, and I thought it was in the Twilight Zone, dude. I was like, <laughs> is that Kirk Cousins without his shirt on? He's got a chain, dude. <laughs> what did does someone like roofie him or something? What is going on here? Uh, let's see. So. The Bucks look like they have. They're gonna stay with obviously. Uh, yeah, that's a question mark. I mean, but he had it, Baker. I mean, he had a good season, right? So you can't. They went to the playoffs. He looked good. It, it, you, it not, they're not at the point team. where they're gonna replace him. Yeah, they can't. They can't replace. They can't. They gotta give him. They gotta. Give them an extension, and they've got to kind of roll them next season. But they got to worry about other positions. They got a lot of yeah. other positions yeah. that they need to worry about. Best um, for Ruth Evans, Saints. I mean, boy, you, you had just one year with Carr. Yeah, but they're gonna they they could be in the market to draft somebody here, and I you know they can't. JJ kind of falls in that. Bo Nix kind of falls in that. You know, so what's but Carr's I don't future think so. I don't like? think they'll do that. Is, is do you stick with Carr's Car? Do you guys think Carr can continues to play quarterback at a high level, or what? What does Carr's career look like now? I think with him is he started playing well towards the end of the year because he destroyed the Buccaneers. Um, but I I would still draft a quarterback. Yeah, but I don't know if I would think more like Spencer Rattler. Yeah, yeah, I would wait later pick. Yeah, Atlanta. I kind of feel like Atlanta got to make a move, right? Because Ritter's not the guy. We thought that was the perfect spot for Fields, but now we're hearing other people. Yeah, like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins to Atlanta now. <laughs> uh, I think Fields is still a good 
a potential landing spot for the Falcons. But you've got a pretty high draft pick. Yeah, they do. You get a receiver. You get a Roman Duze. You can. Well, uh, like actually, someone they'll use, right? No, they yeah. won't. <laughs> they'll Arthur draft Smith them and they'll sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the draft board. They got Rome on one of them. They got Roman Duze, third highest value. Marvin Harrison's number one. Caleb two. Roman Duze. Brock Bowers. I, I think Brock Bowers, I think the Chargers could use Brock Bowers. I think Herbert needs that security blanket. Um, I think Brock Bowers is gonna be is gonna be really good. He's gonna be an all pro. He's a beast. Yeah, so. that could be a definitely could be a Chargers pick. Yeah. Fortunately. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. No, no. Go, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> he could go. I mean, if he slips, he could go to the Titans. That's where he wants to go. Yeah, he actually Titans. said that. That's where he wants to go. I could see the him draft. going to the Titans and looking at the board. Yeah, the draft. There's a there. The last one I looked at, he's going to the Titans. But I mean, so still though, what does Atlanta does Atlanta they have all this talent? Like, do you still roll with Ritter as your quarterback or do you gotta make a quarterback move? Yeah. No. Ritter Ritter is done. That's but that's do you not pick Knicks or McCarthy at nine? Is it nine, right? No, dude. That's uh eight. eight. Again. Eight. Like how many times are they gonna have eight? Wow. They, they got Bijan at eight. They got uh, Drake London at eight. Drake London at eight. (laughs) No, but I mean, when you you look at Atlanta, they got to make a move for quarterback, right? Whether it's drafting one, moving up for one, trading for one, you have too much talent on that team to run roll with Desmond Ritter. You know, it's like they could almost. I think maybe they can move up for Drake May. I don't think they can move up for Jane Daniels. I think Washington. They can't get Caleb. They want Daniels. You know, I think Drake may. The Patriots are weird. They're. I think they would rather fill other needs because I think they know they're not going to be good next year. I think they know they're going to suck. They, I mean, they were so bad last year. Well, I they heard really, it's they want Bo Nix. They really need. They really need picks. They need players. You know, Drake may. You put – we got to really see more of Drake May just in the combine. I hate to say it. Uh, are the Giants staying with Daniel Jones? Yeah. They almost they, have. They, that's a spot for a receiver or for a tackle. Yeah. So you, you think they're, they're – is it because they paid him or they just think still think he's – Well, uh, I just think it's because – his offensive line and his skill positions have been horrible, right? Right. Yeah. So you can't really determine how good he can be. I mean, yeah, they uh, that could be a Malik Neighbors landing spot. Yeah, I see either Neighbors or Joe or Alt. Right. Hashan is there, and it's the Giants. They're probably taking a tackle. Uh, Giants but, love to take. I think offensive but I line. Think, 
I think the Jets want to tackle a 10 there. I think Fashanu or Alt. I don't think Alt's going to be there at 10, but Fashanu might be. Or then you the um, Packer or the Jets might have to do for the uh, Oregon State, State tackle. tackle. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that. Dude. Let's move into NFC North. So, uh, Minnesota, obviously, in the market for a quarterback. Yeah. I, I I think that I think when you go through a great landing spot for Kirk Cousins. I think when you go through the combine, some of these quarterbacks, it's it will help them, I think, a little bit. I think Penix is I mean, again, what ranked forty third like he's a second round pick now. I think he still might be a late rounder. I think someone might just reach for Bo Nix because people are like they're desperate for quarterbacks. And so if you can get him like 12, 13, but the thing is, Minnesota is right there at 11. And you know, you got stud receivers, you got Jefferson, you got Addison, you got guys that can make any quarterback Hawkinson. look like an all pro. You got Hawkinson. It's like Bo Nix, we'll see what he does in the combine. But I think he's a character. I hate to say it, but he is a. He seems like a character guy. He has ability. He can run. He's mobile. Um, it's just you got to see how he can when it when it's when it's reading defenses, pre-snap stuff. That has to be evaluated. But eleven is not a bad spot for Bonex there. You know. Yeah, I mean, you think they Bonex need a quarterback? They are going to need a quarterback. That's all there's to it. And you're not gonna. And this is this is the you, year to do it. You're right. What if they right trade here. for Fields and then Fields kills them? Wouldn't that be the worst thing I ever? I thought about I don't that. Know, there'd be no way the Bears there's, traded. There's <laughs> no way they would trade with it because I thought about Fields would be perfect, but there's no way they would trade him in. The, the only way that would happen is if they gave up their first round pick, right, for Fields. Yeah, and then Fields just trade torches him, him for the next ten away. years. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, if you look at it, and that's the thing, is right now you've got next year the tops are Sanders, Alar from Penn State, and Quinn Ewers from Texas. Right. That's your top three. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's obviously going to be a all-in on Sanders next year. Yeah, and that, I mean. You don't know what you're getting there, so, you know. Uh well I'm just, so Minnesota I mean that's interesting Bo Nix at eleven um and then so Bears obviously we've talked about this a lot seems like they got to go Caleb Williams yeah yeah and then Washington no Washington's the other one so Washington would be. Jaden Daniels because they they can't roll with what they got right. You, you got to get away from how. Oh yeah, you're. Unless you want to, you know, just like we were talking about the Patri the Commanders and the Patriots should both trade down because there's no way they're winning the division in the next three or four years. Right. Well, it's not a bad idea, right? Try to get some capital. Yeah. Because. You look at so now we've talked about a lot of teams and quarterback needs, right? Maybe Minnesota doesn't want Bo Nix. Maybe they want Jane Daniels. Yeah. Or Caleb or Drake May. 
So, or Atlanta wants to move up to Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I know I could see teams like uh, Denver. Denver's got the twelfth pick. That's not that's not that far back. No, and they and they, there's a couple boards that say Bonex there. But the Broncos can't really trade up because they don't have any draft picks. <laughs> That's true. No, it, well, they got most they of their are, picks back now, right? They are in a salary cap. They're in the tank when it comes to salary cap. They're, yeah. Uh, Raiders, you know, like you think about their team, they don't need a lot. No, yeah, I were, think they're going to be very aggressive. Because yeah. you're, you're still at 13, right? So even if you give up a lot of picks – to move up now when you look at their team they don't need a ton of rookies right they're pretty solid and they don't draft first rounders great anyway so screw it just straight up just straight up create a bunch of first rounders who cares get a quarterback i really want Jaden daniels i'll take fields though but i mean you can go up and get daniels but you're going to give up a lot but why not you better go in now well you know, daniels was recruited by antonio pierce yeah. In college. You know, the, the tough part about the Patriots now, though, is without Belichick. Like, I could have seen Belichick moving back. Right. Yeah. Now, without him, I don't know that they, they're that type of team anymore. Uh, Washington, how played uh, well enough. But you say. got Kingsbury coming in, and you, right. you don't get Kingsbury unless you're saying we're going to get. Well, he wants Caleb Williams. Like he's he's expressed that. I think it's it kind of yeah, it's going to depend on what the Bears do, obviously. But when you look at it, I think the most likely to move is Minnesota, the Raiders, the Falcons. So 8, 11, and 13. I think they're most likely after everything going through all the quarterback scenarios we just talked about. Yeah. Well, the other flip side, if I'm the Raiders, at third. You imagine at 13, he can get one of the top defensive players on the board. Right. Because you could get like a Dallas Turner. Oh, I absolutely. Or, you know, whatever corner you think is the best, you'll have your pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think... It, so the Bears question mark at nine because they could go defense there, even though they should go tackle. They could go defense with that pick. I could see them taking like Kool-Aid there. Could you imagine two years in a row that right before the Jets pick, all the best tackles are taken because you'll have, <laughs> yeah. you have Alt, Fashanu, and then Tulaga all gone right. before the Jets pick. Well, I mean, the Giants probably take one. The Bears possibly take one. Uh, Titans. 
I, I can't see the Titans not going with Bowers if he's available. Uh, Chargers, Chargers could take a, a tackle. Yeah. Or maybe the Chargers take Bowers and then the Titans take a tackle. Right. That's that's kinda... that's, that's a pretty likely scenario there. So it's a uh, quarterbacks overall. There's a lot of question marks out there as we kind of went through that. Um, it's the solids are still the same, right? You're still talking about the Allens, the Mahomes, the Burrows. Uh, it's interesting you brought up uh, Lawrence because I don't I don't know if he's a question mark. He didn't play very well last year, and he's injured. Yeah. He, he's, he seems to be getting injured more often. That's a that, that is an interesting outlook. I think they're. I just still. I don't know. I feel like they're all in on him, but maybe they're not. Well, now that you got um, C.J. Stroud there, Anthony Richardson there, so Trevor Lawrence now almost you know he's below Stroud now. Right. And we haven't seen him too much of or of uh, Richardson yet, but who knows? Trevor Lawrence could be the third best quarterback in that division. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen a lot of Will Levis yet either. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's an interesting one to see what they'll do. Because he's got it. What what's he in? Is this his third year? His fourth year. Fourth. This will be his fourth. Yeah, you remember he had one horrible year with Urban Meyer, right? And right, then... right, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, this was his last year before they have to extend him to or to go for the fifth-year contract. I think yeah, I mean, it'll come down to how he plays this year. Like, yeah, he... I mean, one, two. Yeah, this is his fourth year. He had 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 65% completion rating. Well, and they just tanked the the second half. Yeah, <clears throat> so. I think he was. The thing was, is like Wes said, he's injured a lot, but he played injured, and I he think did. that's what caused. Yeah, sometimes you just got to sit out, get healthy. You know, even the team takes a couple losses. Yeah, so like that's what Burrow needed to do at the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah, possibly come back too early. But then his injury was different than what his yeah. original injury was anyway. So his season ending. But he didn't look at throwing the ball earlier in the year, though. Yeah. Yeah, the Bengals are going to be a question mark for me next year. You know, although they didn't have a terrible year, and you know that <laughs> was his name, Brownings, that who came in. Yeah, he's just going to take over for Burrow. Burrow to Minnesota. There you go. <laughs> Too bad he just signed a huge contract, right? Well, uh, you know, kind of looking at that next year, you know, I kind of agree with Wes when you think about it. Is is with all these different moves teams need to be making, it's kind of hard not to look at those top teams and say they're probably just going to be right back there, right? Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, we'll see when the schedule comes out. Start getting an idea. The Jets are going to be interesting just because Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. All right. We're going to have the whole soap opera again for a couple months until <laughs> the start of the season and then see what happens there. Well, because the Jets didn't even, they just needed competent quarterback play, right? They didn't need like MVP right. quarterback play. Yeah, you're going to, yeah, the Jets going to make a more interesting in the East because I think, I, I, I just, the East is going to be brutal just because of the top three. You know. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Buffalo's not going to have a good season. You know, Miami's going to win games. Then the, the Jets have a competent quarterback. Like, if Rodgers stays healthy, they'll be right there, too. The Patriots, I think they're going to be on their down year again. But yeah, when you just think about it overall, it's like you, you got to expect Houston to be playing better next year as well, right? So Houston will be back. Ravens will be back. Kansas City apparently never goes away. Uh, well, supposedly Harbaugh is going to fix all the Charger problems, right? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I'm actually surprised that he went to the Chargers. Oh, it's all about Herbert. Yeah, I know he loves Herbert, but I don't know. I don't know if I would have went to the Chargers. Like, why wouldn't – I guess the Bears are keeping Eberflus, but he should have been in their ear, like, before. And been like, look, fire that guy. But I don't know. I guess, you know, what's your other options? Atlanta, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you already know what you got with the quarterback. Right. So. Well, because of those three options, right, You Herbert's, you got to, um, you know, think he's the best option there at quarterback. Yeah. Still... Atlanta's got a lot of talent, though. Yeah, they had a lot of talent last year. And how did it work out <laughs> My freaking fancy team. Yeah, you, you can't. You got to. You need a quarterback to win. At least to go real far. I mean, Pittsburgh can win without a quarterback, apparently. Pittsburgh's at 20 again. There you go. They may take another quarterback. <laughs> You know, Pittsburgh is a perfect place for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Actually, might not be terrible. I think it's I think it's an upgrade from you know Cody Pickett. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. I don't care well, when you drafted him and and how much you played him already. I, I don't. I can't see you going forward with him. I think they get Will, Fields or Wilson. I think Pittsburgh does. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Well, that's uh, – we'll wrap the NFL season there. So next up, you know, we got March Madness on the way. 
you guys been uh, watching any of that? UConn still sitting at number one. Saw so Caitlin Clark in. broke the all-time points record for women's college basketball. Yeah, I did see that. She was on a 50-point game, too, 49 points. And did you see that, like, the point that broke it was, like, a deep three? Yeah, like a real deep three. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool to watch. Um, it, should, it should be interesting to see her in the uh, in the women's tournament this year. I feel like she's got some vendettas. And yeah. she's going to be on a mission. Um, but I was surprised that UConn, you know, and we'll see, you know, as we get closer to the playoffs, you know, we'll talk more college basketball, get closer to the, the, the tournament. But surprised to see UConn right back there dominating again. Well, it's just it, there's teams seem to be beating up on each other. I mean, looks like Big 12's the strongest conference this year. No. So. Yeah, they had a couple. Oh, yeah, they've got Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, BYU, and Oklahoma, all in the top 25. Yeah. And Texas Tech could be there. Oh, Texas Tech? crushed Kansas, beat them by like 29 uh, two nights ago. I was like, Kansas scored like 50 points. Well, Gonzaga is not ranked. No, but they did beat Kentucky. Well, that'll be weird for not seeing Gonzaga in the in the top seed, huh? Well, here's the crazy one. Indiana State yeah, they're twenty. Is ranked for the first time since Larry Bird was there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they started showing their games on because everyone's like, they're like, oh my god, they're you know they've been gone for so many years and you know now they're ranked again. I think they've only lost twice. Uh, they've got uh, four losses. The four losses. Twenty-two and four. Yeah, but they got Purdue. Purdue's are they ranked number two? Yeah, Purdue's tough. Yeah, well, they still yeah. got Edie, right? Edie's, yeah. Edie's a beast. He's like a ginormous. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, Purdue's looking prime to make a run for sure. That's going to be interesting. This uh, Big Ten looks pretty weak, though. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, getting into that time. You know, you got one month till the tournament. So you get into conference tournaments here. Yeah, they get the they got Gonzaga the first four out right now. Well, they're right there though. Gonzaga could definitely win here. Last few oh, games, could, play well in their conference tournament, easily right be in the tournament, no problem. Oh, they could they could get the automatic. I mean, they could win the whole tournament. No, they're in. So where where does it have my Florida Gators? Uh, SEC's tough. Uh, they are not Gators. They should be. 
They should have made the tournament. What's a record? Uh, 17 and 7. Oh, yeah. They're somewhere in here somewhere. Yeah, they're same record as Kentucky, and they beat Kentucky. And Kentucky's ranked, and they're not. (laughs) Yep. Florida's an 8 in the bracketology. They're an 8 seed. Yeah, SEC's got five ranked teams right now. So they're looking pretty good. Nebraska's in the tournament, man. Nebraska's actually pretty good. Yeah, I watched a couple of their a little bit of a couple of their games, and uh they're not horrible, that's for sure. Yeah. Pac-12. I don't was not looking good this year. Oregon's gone. Let's see what the Pac-12 looks like. I haven't really watched many Pac-12. We only have one ranked team. That's Arizona. I think Washington State's second. They're uh, they got them projected as a nine seed. Yeah, they're Arizona's nineteen and five. Washington State's eighteen and six, and then Oregon is sixteen and eight. That's your top three teams. Then the next team, well, there's sixteen and eight Colorado too, but their conference schedule's not good. Is seven and six, and UCLA at thirteen and eleven. Dude, UCLA, what the hell happened to them? You're UCLA. Wow, yeah, UCLA. But they're nine and five in conference, though. <laughs> I can't. Maybe Oregon's not UCLA will probably play well in the in the tournament, the conference tournament, and get in. Well, they got they got to at least get to the semifinals or the or the or. The, Jeez, what's or, up with USC? What 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 what's their record? They're second to last, nine and fifteen well. overall, three and ten in the in the Pac twelve. Now the worst, I don't because I haven't been paying attention. Uh, not Pac twelve, but Big Ten, Michigan. Yeah. It's eight and seventeen. Wow. Yeah. What's going on, Joan Howard? That's that's pretty rare for Michigan, too. That's pretty bad. Three and eleven in conference. Yeah, they're the worst in the conference. Ohio State's a four and ten in the conference. Yeah, they just fired their coach. Jeez. Yeah, they just fired them. That'll be that's kind of weird. That'll be weird not to see them in the tournament. Both those teams. We're gonna have another one where it's just a bunch of hodgepodge here. Because can we really trust Purdue, Houston, Marquette? <laughs> right. No, I watched Marquette the other night. I I don't. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be another crazy tournament. Yeah. Well. You're going to find – doesn't Marquette play um, two games here against – I don't know. I thought I saw something where they have to play twice, like, against UConn, right? Don't they – Oh, yeah. That's what's crazy about college basketball compared to football. You have Houston, Marquette – um, Dayton, Creighton, 
St. Mary's, BYU, Indiana State, and Florida Atlantic, all in the top 25. Right. Well, it's a big difference, right? Because you're fielding a lot less players. Right. And in basketball, one or two guys can make a huge difference in the game. So all you got to do is just have real two good players. Yes, Mark Marquette plays UConn twice to finish the season. So that that'll you'll you'll find out they're going to lose two games there. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun to uh, to watch this get into our uh, March Madness stuff here in the in the coming weeks. But because you know we got what's it uh, two months till draft for NFL. Yeah, I think one month till free agency, and then April, whenever like <laughs> end of April now, isn't it? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just, just give it. I mean, I'm tired of this. Yeah, let's get it done. <laughs> let's get the season started. <laughs> yeah. Season just ends, and we're ready for a, for a new season. Yeah, well, April twenty fifth. Oh. Yeah, April twenty fifth. Jeez, yeah, two two months, sixty days, seventy days. But you know, that's uh, that's that's wraps up the NFL season. You know, we we had a, not the greatest preseason picks for us this year for our playoff contenders. Our regular season picks weren't too bad, so we did all right with the regular season. Wes led the way in the regular season. Playoffs, a little shaky. We were a little shaky in the playoffs. Steve won by default. No. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Well, you you, you flipped to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Should have rode with Detroit there. But none of us had Kansas City, so it doesn't matter. And Kansas City takes home, what, their third in five years? Yeah, and they've been to the Super Bowl four times in five years. Right. <sighs> I mean, that's that's a dynasty of a making if you ever uh, saw one. And Kelsey did not propose. What in the world? It was perfect. A lot of uh, Vegas bets on that people lost on. Now it's setting up for next year. Because then it'll be like more proper. I mean, appropriate. They've only been out going out for like four yeah, months. They'll right? be broken up, and she'll already have a, a song about him by next year. I don't know. He's a Swifty, though. <laughs> That's my prediction. My prediction for the start of next season: Kelsey and Swift break up, and she writes a song about it. Or they're still together and she writes the great love song about it. Um, okay. Well, that could be the the other part. Well, okay. Well, that wraps up the NFL season, wraps up HSC podcast season four. That was our fourth season finishing out here. And uh we'll uh we'll take a break. One week break and get into March Madness, I think, will be our next podcast. So if you're still, you know, listening right now, uh, stay tuned for March Madness. We get back into that. And March Madness will take us into free agency and the draft and 
summertime in the top fives. We'll be back there. But thanks top five for Taylor Swift songs, right? What's that? Top five Swifty songs. Oh, man. Wes will be the expert on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time.